Hello, Redditors. Hello, Challenge fans. You do not know how good it is to say that again. It is me, Levi Hall. I'm back from uh, my hiatus. And, um, well, there's one man I have to thank for uh, keeping the ship sailing while I've been away. It's only my co-host, George. George, thank you so much. Uh, you, Brian, Ryan, for everything that you've done while I've been off the podcast. I wouldn't call it smoothly sailing, mate. I've missed two. I fucked up the audio on one. I the other few were actually quite all right. It's much better when Brian ho Brian or Ryan hosts. I realise I'm definitely not a main character. I'm much more of a supporting character, which I think nicely brings me on to explain this jacket I'm wearing. <laughs> yeah. So what's going on? <laughs> so you told me we had to wear Christmas jumpers for this. Yeah, I'm wearing mine. There it is. Yeah. It's Christmas jumper. A, yeah, for uh, the listeners, it literally is a black jumper that says Christmas jumper on it. Um, whereas because you're a bit more understated and I am horrendously extra, this was the jacket I used to wear to my company Christmas parties to uh, take the piss out of the theme festive glam, because who do we think we are? But then I realised it'd be quite appropriate for this podcast, because one, it's kind of sapphire, and two, um, makes it look like I'm about to host the Hunger Games, which is what Bananas used as a put down to Paulie when he kept doing his stupid weird dance at the War of the Worlds 2 reunion. So yes, I will be keeping this on, which will also limit my arm movement, which I think you'll like, so it'll make it easier to edit. Um, well, do you want to know an interesting fact that you no. will never believe? Okay. You have the same I, jacket? No, <laughs> I have seen one of the Hunger Games movies. Really? That is yes. weird. Unfortunately, it was Mockingjay, um, oh, yeah. and there was no hunger and there were no games, so it put me off the rest of the franchise. Yeah, you kind of went in at the wrong end there. Yeah. Oh, hello. Tree tree. Um, but yeah, no, thank you so much to uh, to you and Ryan and Brian um, for, for steadying the ship and, and keeping everything sailing while I've been away. I've been listening to the podcast and really enjoying them. Um, the two of them, Ryan and Brian, did an absolutely fantastic job, as did you, George, as always. Thank you. Uh, yeah, I, I think we, just, we need to tell everyone you're back, though, because I reckon I've probably at least halved our, le our listening ship. I think even my mum stopped listening. Well, we all know why that is, let's be honest. She's been on holiday with you. How you oh, doing, yeah. Mrs. H? How was your holiday with my mum? Oh, it was, it was the best time of my life. Uh, I so, enjoyed it when you when you heard that bit. <laughs> like, I think you're in the middle of like travelling somewhere and throws out, well, that absolutely killed me. <laughs> yeah, I was uh, I was texting you every like bit that I was like, this is really funny. I like this bit. <laughs> really enjoying it. It's been really nice actually to to listen to it as a listener. Um, it's really helped me through like everything that I've been going through obviously I won't go into too much detail but um you know I'm starting to feel better it's still hard but you know we go through journeys and mine's a long one but I will I will get to the destination in the end let's just say and I think one thing that's really important is if any of our listeners are going through anything or anyone who's watching us on YouTube is going through everything talk to someone talk to your friends seek help you're not weak for seeking help you're strong for acknowledging things and and moving forward and, and helping yourself out of a situation and I'll, I'll just leave it at that um but yeah thank you for the messages that you sent to our instagram um and thank you for continuing to listen uh to the lovely george and ryan and brian while i've been away cool. that was beautifully said i'm not going to add anything i kind of just wish you said challenges instead of journeys <laughs> Yes, got to, to spit water out. <laughs> pod, pod's done. See you later. Right. That, that's um, on the bingo card. This is quite a special podcast for a couple of reasons, isn't it, Levi? One, yes. you're back. 
well, I think that's probably the least special reason. Um, but also, um, you're, you're after, the mo- you're the most special reason. <laughs> after our our last podcast, we are now celebrating ten thousand listeners, and oh. not only are we celebrating that, due to the fact that you've missed two episodes, we are today celebrating the fiftieth episode of the Challenge Redditors React slash Challenge Redditors React Roundtable uh, podcast. I. See, that was why I did it on purpose. Um, so we have released as many episodes as Nelson has failed to win daily challenges in a row. Yes, we have. <laughs> and we have also released as many episodes as episodes of Final Reckoning. <laughs> I actually started doing the maths there. Screw you. <laughs> I, I re-watched that season the other day. What a slog. Um, peak drama, though. It was the but, older, I call it the, the bad girls club era of the challenge. Have you ever, yeah, because it was a producer for that one, haven't you? Yeah. Have you ever rewatched that or is that one you've never gone back to? Because you hate it, don't you? I, I've rewatched the final because you remember. <laughs> Why? When, because, no, because remember we had this big thing about is Hunter a champion and what was the graphic and all that. So for some reason, because I'm an idiot, instead of just watching the last five minutes of the final, I watched the whole final. Um, but no, it's it's too much of a slog. Um, and interestingly, it was the last time we saw one of our favourites until uh, he came back last season on Double Agents. That was uh, Devin, who unfortunately got removed because of uh, Corey's uh, judo throw on Tony, should we say? Or Tony's yeah. judo throw? Yeah, Corey's on Tony. Yeah, I think um, when he was last on, he described it to us as uh, the end of his first challenge career. And now he's having a very, very strong second challenge career. Much like Jesus riding from the dead. I he also took three, he also took three seasons off. Jesus took three days. Oh my God, Devin's Jesus. What's, what's Mer- the Jewish equivalent? You don't really have one, do you, actually? Not really, but... Uh, no, that's the entire Mer- point. Merry Christmas, people. <laughs> um, but, um, and I think the great thing about Devin is not only is he in the second challenge career, but there is also... Um, what we call a tradition in this second challenge career, which is after each uh, season or during each season, he uh, he comes on a very special podcast, George. And which podcast is that? Oh, is it Death Taxes and Bananas? Because that's great. It is not Death Taxes and Bananas. It is, is it the, the official MTV Challenge one? Because that's shit. It is not the official uh, MTV Challenge one. It is. It is, <laughs> it is the Challenge Redditors React podcast. So, George, I hope you've got the alcohol ready. Because without further ado, let's welcome the finalist and the man that ran the show on the challenge Spies, Lies and Allies. It's only Devin Walker. Well, as has become quite the tradition on this podcast, we are welcomed by the one and only, the number one draft pick, Devin Walker. How are you doing? Gentlemen! (laughs) I did it twice. Nailed it. Um... Levi guessed that I would do that in a little pre-podcast for all the for all the listeners. He got it was probably about I don't know plus three thousand odds that my first word would be gentleman, and he won. Yep, I won two cents after we converted it to American money. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Dollar is not doing great. <laughs> uh, a pleasure to be back, guys. Thanks for having me. Excited to get into it. Well, it's always great to have you here, Devin. Um, it's a very special podcast for us. It's our 50th podcast. Uh, we hit our 10,000th no listener last week. Let's go. So, uh, yeah. That's so consistency, th- boys. Well done. 
there's only one way to celebrate, and that is to have the uh, the new face of the challenge, the man that ran this season on the podcast um, for our traditional season chat. Now, first of all, what has the reaction been like uh, to last night? Um, and also the most important question, Devin, which three George drinking words do you want this time around? Oh, wow. We're back at it. <laughs> um, okay. Final. Definitely. Oh, yeah. fuck. <laughs> easy, easy. Uh, let's go with TJ. Can it be a name? Oh, if it's TJ. Yeah. Great. TJ. And then, um, Winner. Winner. You they go, George. I've sent them over to you. Bastard. <laughs> <laughs> I had to lead I had to lead an 8 a.m. call after our last podcast. Evan and I was not good at it. I there I hope. Yeah, what are you on the Vino? That's probably better. That's a yeah. more reasonable. I mean, it, it was impressive feat. Don't get me wrong. Uh, and those were some those were some bold claims in that introduction. I don't know. If uh, I'm even close to the face of the challenge, but I am hoping at some point to just get a fucking win and then get and then move on, you know, and that's a long road. These guys that have been doing it that have won, you know, multiples, that's a long road. It's so hard, man. It's so hard to, to win. It really is because of how intense it is mentally. Plus there's, you know, in this situation, 16 other guys that are trying to do the exact same thing that you are. And they're all have their strengths. I mean, it's tough at best, right? If we just are like, everyone's on a, on a even playing field rank, you know, I guess experience a little bit higher. You're probably looking at one in 10, I would say maybe one in eight. So, I mean, it's hard. But your aim is, as you say, to be the winner of TJ's final. One, two, three, George. <laughs> such a bastard. That's an alley-oop. That was an alley-oop. Yeah. Woo. Um, yeah what's, what's the reaction been like to last night over on social media, T? Uh, really supportive. I, I'm, I'm very happy about it. I'm a little hung myself, to be honest. I turned to bourbon there right around uh, Kyle and Nelson's elimination. So... Um, <laughs> It was, it was a rough, rough morning, but it was, uh, it was a, a really positive and I think uh, kind of shocked response, I would say, because I definitely devoned it up with uh, not being able to, to, to move too quick. Mm. Uh, but I feel like I also devoned it up with like a crazy memory feat and like winning the first puzzle um so it was a pretty on-brand performance to be fair <laughs> and I think, I, yeah i think the response has been that way i think devon it up is something we're definitely going to use quite a lot in our daily lives that no one is ever going to realize at the moment um <laughs> another t-shirt for where devon walker oh yeah devoning why, it up why can't Devin i get that in, why can't i get that in the uk yet <laughs> you can't get it won't uh it won't send to you guys in the uk not yet i've tried been, that's interesting. I'm going to get Leon at then. Uh, I know they're going to Canada and I know they're going to Australia. So that would be the natural next step. Maybe 2022. I'm going to actually, as the uh, owner of the company, I'm going to guarantee it. I'm going to say 2022. 
Where Devin Walker in the UK? You heard it here. Awesome. <laughs> I'm going to buy your entire range. Um, something else I'd like to hear from you. Last time we had you on, you'd just been eliminated with Josh. Josh asked if he uh, asked TJ if he could punch you in the face uh, now that you were both off the show, which I thought was actually really funny as a leading line. And then the next time we see the three of you, you, Devin, sorry, you, Josh and Fessy are all sat in a car together and then proceed to end up running the house with him this season. How did, how did that 180 happen? That was a great question. And I think, honestly, me and Josh are as surprised as it by you guys. <laughs> uh, but there was, there was one fateful event that occurred. Uh, I guess I'll give the whole origin story of Devin and Josh. It starts where you left us, which is we get eliminated together. It started with a kiss. It started with a kiss. (laughs) Uh, Not actually, but, you know, a a metaphor. Yeah. Um, So anyways, I'm the number one person on planet Earth to be eliminated from a game show with. Number one. I keep the energy up. I stay positive. I figure out where it went wrong so that we can get over it quickly and move on. And Josh is not that way. He likes to really feel it. And that's everyone reacts to losses differently, right? But in that moment, he didn't need to do that because it was he remember he got blindsided, thought he was mm. safe, was doing well in that game, was thinking, I'm about to put my biggest rival in this game against my next biggest rival. This is a huge win for me. Wrong. You're fucking eliminated, and now you're sharing a room with the kid. So he got <laughs> sharing a room. Yeah, we were in one hotel. <laughs> there were two separate beds, but we were in the same living space. Uh, the budget went on tj's helicopters obviously yeah like the tv was in the living room right (laughs) and like we were like in the living room together like on a couch (laughs) and so brilliant yeah i was like well we're not fucking doing this we're hammering beers and uh you know we finished our exit interviews and they had our flights all wild right so um they had me going to germany to go to miami to go to boston it's like iceland's a five-hour flight i was like scratch that not doing it I'm staying in Reykjavik. Josh, you should stay too. He stays. We do a few days in Reykjavik, right? Then there's the Miami, uh, excuse me, the Mexico trip with Tori. That's what set it off. That's where we're at. And that, we're, this is a spoiler, vacation two is happening. Hey! A a date's been set, so check our socials because we're going back to the same place. And there, it was like, we didn't know how that trip was going to go. Um, it was an influencer trip. Uh, I was going to Mexico at the same time. So Tori was like, just come here. Josh was going, uh, we had already, you know, hung out in Iceland, but it wasn't, it, it was in a controlled environment and we were both like, you know, on our best behavior. So how's it going to go? Goes great. I like the guy. I think he's a nice guy. I think he's misunderstood. Uh, I think I misunderstood him, but also I'm a kind of a dickhead. And so like when I don't really get what you're doing, I'm going to, I'm going to kind of fuck with you. Um, but now I get that Josh is just, he really cares about the game and uh, it made it easy, easier to kind of put the past behind me when I realized not only is he a major asset to me in this game, we're also considered to be pretty much unanimously bottom half of you know, the, the talent mm-hmm. um, by the guys in the house. I'm not saying that's accurate, but 
but that's where we rank for them. So it's like, who do we have a, our best chance at winning against? Probably each other. Well, let's just do it. Mm. And I think it's interesting that you talk about the talent because we got some brand new talent this season. We had this huge group of rookies, international rookies, US-based rookies. Um, and I know like previous seasons, people would message each other, say, have you had the call? You know, are you going to be on? Did you know much about these rookies, especially the international ones? Or was it all kind of blind as soon as they came around the corner to smash those bricks with, with sledgehammers? We had no, I had no idea who was going. I knew Kells was going. That's the only one. Uh, because that show is hilarious. Too hot to handle. <laughs> A phenomenal show. I went right up to him and was like, big fan, love the show. Excellent job. Please don't hurt uh, me. <laughs> <yeah>. <laughs> he's a really nice guy, actually. He's, he's a smart guy. He's um, he he speaks like three four languages. I okay. think I don't want to put words in his mouth, but I think he's up there. And he like I had some convos with him about some like kind of random shit, and he gets it. Mm-hmm. Um, anyways, he was the only one that I knew that was going for sure. And then we were in the airport with. Um, Oh, the name that shall not be spoken, uh, ah. Lauren. Ah. <laughs> so, uh, so we. Uh, I would have only been worse if you said Voldemort, Devin. <laughs> <laughs> I'm on my couch, by the way. Like I'm really relaxing for this I was, podcast. I was gonna so, say you look chill. Yeah. Yeah, it's kind of cozy in here. I got the fake fireplace on, heat's on, you know. So, when you're with the Brits, it's sofa and beers. I'm also really baked, just for the. <laughs> It's only 3 p.m. and I have to go to a, I have to do a virtual workout uh, at Marty Party. Okay, check him out in uh, in about two hours. So I got to get off the sauce, but I give yeah. you a plus three thousand odds of vomiting during that. <laughs> yeah, no, I'm gonna, I'm, guys, I'm gonna learn from my mistakes. I'm gonna start <laughs> getting ripped. Okay, <laughs> damn it. I've seen your arms. You're already there. Um, <laughs> getting there. <laughs> Uh, um, completely lost my train of thought now um, by thinking about your point. We were <laughs> you originally partnered up with Tracy from Germany, um, which I don't, she seemed lovely, but I don't think she had a great performance throughout the thing. But then you got picked up by Michelle as the number one draft pick after the first elimination. Was there? What was your rationale behind time? You basically put your hand up, right? Didn't you? What was your? Why did you uh, want to get Michelle to pick you? couple reasons here fully transparent reason one and above all else it's hilarious that i got picked first more than once more than once first twice yeah that is first i think three times in a row but the first time especially it was really funny uh and i knew that that would be really funny and i and i was like I also just kind of, it was one of those things where it was like, you like, there's no, I'm like sitting next to, I'm standing next to CT and fucking, you know, Corey and Bessie and guys that have gone to finals, done well, Kyle. So it was kind of one of those things where it was like, well, fuck it. Well, how about me? <laughs> you know? Uh, and, and I also told Michelle in the airport, uh, we were going to be partners. I was trying to convince her because she was like, oh, I heard about you. I'm, I'm good. Like, I don't really want to work with you. Um, like right off, moron. Right off, yeah, right off the bat. Um, 
and I was like, no, like that, like we're actually partners. So I already saw the list, uh, the cast <laughs> list, and we're partners. So uh, you're kind of fucked. Um, and then, so when I had the opportunity to actually be her partner, and at that point we had talked, I was, I was uh, kind of getting friendly with Tommy, great guy, uh, big Tommy guy. And so, you know, they were obviously working together and it, it did also seem like a little bit of an upgrade at the time, not to, not to trash Tracy. Uh, I think she has a ton of potential. I don't think Tracy knew what she signed up for. Uh, and I knew that that, that particular partnership was going to require a lot of attention and a lot of energy of like calming her down when she's upset. And she was like, you know, doing a lot of crying, missing home. So like that, if you have to be a partner and you have to use some of your energy that could be used on the game on like that, that's tough. That's why in, in through the past, we've seen when you're in a pair, especially a co-ed pair, both people have to be fully locked into the game. They have to want to be there and they have to be good performers. Tracy did not perform badly. She was, she did well in her elimination we came, I think, in fourth or fifth. She was a really good listener. She had a high upside. Uh, but the just the shock of the situation, I think, got to her a little bit. She's a timid person, 37 or 36 of us, two quarantines. It was just like, it was a rough, rough situation for her. So Michelle didn't seem to have any problems. And she was, you know, feeling good, I think, with a manual. So I was like, get me in there. Like, let's, let's play. And it's interesting that you mentioned two quarantines, and I don't know if you're allowed to talk about this or not, but, you know, it's very common knowledge that there was a COVID outbreak on set, you all had to go back into quarantine. Did that change the game at all? And was that when this Vets Alliance was fully created and fully formed? No. No. Vets Alliance was Corey's birthday party after the reunion for Double Agents. That's when that happened. 100%. Absolutely no doubt. Uh, great party, by the way, Corey, if you're, uh, if you're listening to this excellent party, uh, that's, that's where, that's where it all started. And it, we, I mean, we all just kind of looked around the room and we were like, Oh fuck, we're all getting along now. And like, this is really fun. And almost all of us are going to go and do the next one. Uh, yeah, no doubter. Let's just do this. And then it was the perfect storm. They were like, okay, you know, 14 people that really get along and have experience in the game. Here's 17 rookies that have no fucking idea what they're doing. And half of not talking shit, speak English as a second language. So just the understanding of the rules of the game as they're being, you know, described, they're going to have to count pretty much on you to tell them what's going on. So here's that silver platter. Try not to fuck it up. And <laughs> it's, it's like it basically sounds like feeding time at the zoo for lions. Mm. Well, like, when I, it. When yeah, I first you... saw the crop of rookies, I was like, "This actually could turn out to be quite a good battle if someone takes command." If you get like a, but they just couldn't go on the same page. Yeah, a gauntlet vibe going would have actually been quite interesting. But then it just it just eventually became sad. Devin, it's hard to watch as a viewer. <laughs> I, I hear that, and I, I, I formally apologize for the lack of entertainment of the. Uh, <laughs> of the of the rookie massacre but 
I mean, Mil- Millie on the line. We're all out here, you know, trying to trying to do oh, our yeah. do our best to get it. And uh, it there's no way they ever could have teamed up, no. uh, even though it was 1915, right? Because mm-hmm. it was all international rookies except for Kyle and Big T. Yeah, and then we had some rookies on the American side. You lost, so think Nam, it, you lost Nam even, I think, before the first episode, didn't you? Oh, that made me so sad. Yeah, He's just Nam, such a nice guy. Yeah, Nam's the man. Nam never, Nam never made it in. And so then he was replaced with Ed. So that would have been, yeah. by definition, a member of, you know, the Veteran Alliance. Mm. And then that was replaced again by another rookie. But from the jump, literally from the jump, they, they would have had to win the first challenge. Like a, a strong rookie that wanted to take charge. Logan was going to go with Anissa. They would have had to win the first one. Then they would have had to all get together and say, listen, I know that you just picked this person that is a veteran as your partner. Uh, fuck them. Even though they have a ton of experience and they're going to help you, we're all going to come together and try to pin them against each other. And like, I know that this person's going to help you, but that's what we're going to do it would have never happened. Mm. These aren't like rookies that knew each other. These are rookies that I've never fucking met. They're looking at us just as much as a stranger as the person next to them on the bus because they're, mm. it, we're talking like Nigeria and Romania, right? Mm. Like there's no, that, there's no more diff- of a difference between us and them as there were between them and each other mm. uh, because they had never met. Can I ask a question? Because you mentioned that it, the the Veterans Alliance started at Corey's party after the reunion. Was Amber at the party? Amber B. Amber was at the party because yes. she felt very on the outs. I know, obviously, she came in late, but she didn't come in that late. And she's a champ, and you all had a good relationship. I mean, we've had her on the podcast. We have a good relationship with her. She mentioned she roomed with you and Kyle and CT. Why did she seem so removed from the uh, from the Vets Alliance? I don't know. Uh, I think she, I think she won and then she went on some podcasts and she had some, uh, spiteful remarks that, uh, I think particularly Casey and Fessy really took to heart. I think also to be fully candid, built partially in jealousy of like, we kind of helped you get here and then you won and now you're kind of bad mouthing the big brother alliance or whatever so th- that's all the reason enough they needed and then on top that of may that, have been our podcast you know i think it was us that's why i look so awkward <laughs> i think you guys are probably the culprit here so Shit. I, yeah i mean i mean i like i like amber i tried to make her feel included as much as, as uh possible and i knew i mean she's a writer she's she wanted to you know write some of the wrongs that I think she knew that she had to do to, to win last season. And so right. she was, in my opinion, going to play a pretty straightforward game. Uh, I will not say that about her in double agents. She did mm-hmm. not play a straightforward game. Mm-hmm. I was hesitant to work with her this season, I, but I like to clean slate it. And I didn't see a lot of the same, especially getting into room with her and, um, and getting to know her a little bit better, just like through daily activities in the house. Uh, she didn't seem like she was playing the same game. So I was going to trust her. But that's one of, you know, 
what was it, 15. And a lot of those girls that were there, only one other girl, Ashley, had won. There, I mm. refuse to know as many women as I know in my life and to believe that jealousy is not a factor in that equation. I refuse to believe that. I can neither confirm nor deny I love all women. I love, hey, I, I'm a big, big uh, woman supporter, but there are some tendencies that I think uh, would be ignorant of us not to point out. And one of those in, the, in my experience happens to be a little jealousy mm. and when yeah, that's not... comes in and wins you might experience that yeah that's not just i'm jealous of anyone with a fuller head of hair than me but moving on slightly quickly um you, the fact that you were partnered with emmy and amber though i re- i reckon your hair looks great devin it's fine doing to play with it um <laughs> <laughs> play away play away devin um but because you have the i think emmy and amber uh pretty much the only two contenders for rookie of the year um from their seasons who comes out ahead for you because they've had completely different seasons but both equally impressive to us fire fire question uh you guys are getting good at this you really are boys well done it's because uh, i'm slightly more sober this time <laughs> <laughs> i'm not i know I, I can see yeah. you this time Dan. the words the words are clear uh <laughs> um Okay. Devin, can you just quickly say um, TJ winner and final, please? Oh, yeah. The winner of the final is <laughs> TJ. He wins. That makes um, drink away, George. Nailed it. So I got to go. Oh, fuck, that's tough because she won, though. So, uh, yeah, Amber won, but the two eliminations that she went in, it was back to back hall brawls, right? And one was. Yes. And it was Amber Evan. I think still your my favorite summary of uh, yeah. her hallball against Amber was you just saying no one wants to see two Ambers in a hallball. <laughs> yeah, no, they were the 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 same direction. I'll never forget that. Like, <laughs> never, never seen, seen someone lap someone in a hallball. I didn't know you could. I was like the game is not intended for. I was, it doesn't make any sense. Um, so then Emmy's four wins, but a third place. I'm gonna go Emmy, and I'll tell you why. Mm-hmm. if Casey's with me and Emmy's with CT I don't know if they win but they would have been if they didn't win which they might have uh, it would have been very fucking close because mm-hmm. she was I was I was slowing her down I will fully mm-hmm. admit this Emmy was moving up that mountain much faster than me she I, I wonder if CT had been pushing her if she could have kept pace and, and memorized, you know, eight of those numbers and Mm. given him 12, I think they could have done it. So it's hard to give it to Amber um, when she had CT as a partner and Emmy and me as a partner. Mm. I think for me, realistically, so I'm going to go in. I think for me, you look at their rookie season and you go, we love Amber, but I think Amber played a perfect rookie season to win but she could never, ever, ever, ever play that same season again because people now know what she can do in a final. Emmy can play the exact same season every single season and still get as far as she gets. And I think that's what separates Mm. the two of them. Emmy just put the fear of God in these girls. Mm. You go 4-0 and in elimination, this is what Cam has on people too. It's just a mental edge. I think Cam's Cam's 11-1. Yeah. 
They're 12 and one. If you don't count the final reckoning redemption messes, yeah. I think (laughs) she's on. Oh, you're right. Yeah, 10 and one. 10 and one. That's a ridiculous record. Yeah. They're better than Laurels. It's, I, those are, I mean, hard, a lot of those are hard fought too. So Mm. she, like, I can see Emmy taking that cam path. They actually have a, a lot of similarities. Um, Emmy's another one. Emmy is smart, bro. She speaks, she's probably speaks five languages legitimately. She can sing in English, rap in Romanian, rap in Spanish, and then speak like eloquent French. Jesus. It's insane. Um, so she's smarter than people gave her credit for. We saw what she can do in eliminations. Uh, and, and like Cam, she speaks her mind and she is not fucking afraid of people. Yeah. So she's she will just be like, all right, you do you want to go down there then and settle it? And so they have that kind of met mindset mentality in common. Um, I feel like depending on how busy she gets with her music career, she's a challenge mainstay. Like she was unbelievable I mean, I season. I don't know how you don't. I would be just blown away if, if mm. she's not a recast. Mm. Yeah. What else do you have to do? At that mm. point, yeah. <laughs> at that point, I would be like, okay, well, then it isn't about being hilarious, winning eliminations, going to a final, or being, you know, a well-rounded, diverse character that's young and can show growth. Mm. It's not about any of those things. All right, well, I don't fucking don't know what it is. <laughs> and also she does it for a grandma and she does it for Romania, and we can't take that away. We, we have to keep doing it for Romania. <laughs> and grandma. We I think I I don't know it's if that's more a potential Romania for me. <laughs> yeah. I don't know if that's potential we are Devin Walker t-shirt. We're doing it for Romania, just completely out of context. I think that'd be pretty funny. <laughs> And then just in brackets, and don't forget grandma. <laughs> I love that George and I are basically trying to push to be like brand spokesmen for where Devin Walker at the moment. I've got I've got better looking friends if you need models, that's fine. Sorry, Levi, that was a cheap shot. You do, I've seen them. <laughs> yeah. You wanna know, you wanna know we might need some some more brains in the think tank, boys. So we'll keep you posted. <laughs> Who knows? If we expand to the UK, maybe we're gonna need some employees. Well, I that that would be a flashpoint in our lives, but we've got some flashpoints from this season to ask you about, Devin. Um, and, 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 and just for a laugh, <laughs> just for a laugh, um, there's no kind of rhyme or reason here, but George just has to drink every time I mention one. Um, so for every flashpoint, have some wine. Um, the first one, and this one broke our heart. I'm going to get my booster jab at 7am tomorrow, you fucker. <laughs> <laughs> um, get vaccinated, people. Um, so this one broke our heart. Uh, Kyle eliminating you from undercover comms. What the hell happened? Oh, man, that was tough. Uh, I don't know, man. It's it's uh, just one of those situations where I think that the plan went out. I think it's a combination of what what I thought and what he said. He said that he just kind of freaked out and did the wrong thing. I think it's a little bit of that. I think it was a little bit of, I want to win. Devin's in the lead. He's got to go. Him or me. You know what I mean? Uh, And it's a daily challenge. It's not a huge deal. So uh, I think it was just all those things. But it, it ended up that there was a trickle down effect from that. And I think we all saw it. And it was that once those marks start getting made from the other cast members looking at it, mm. then there's the situation where he takes 
where he does the dynamite. I think then he takes Nelson's spot. And those things weren't that bad. Again, a potential honest mistake. And then, uh, you know, uh, someone just doing what they, the ability they earned by winning an elimination. Uh, but they start to go in the same category. And it's like, okay, he did this to Devin. He did this to Nelson. He did that, you know. And then once that happens so many times, uh, you're in trouble. And he outran it this time. Um, he did. He did. He was able to come correct. I mean, you win three eliminations, you're probably going to the final. Yeah. So that, I mean, that's what he did. And um, that's the, those are the two styles of games you can play. Come and get me, right? Which is kind of what he did, or fly underneath the radar. Uh, and I think the funny part is, I think Kyle, I think Kyle wants to play a fly under the radar game, but he ends up playing a come and get me because yeah. he, he makes like he, he's not a good uh, like critical thinker in in the heat of the moment. Yeah. Uh, if he's telling the truth, and these things are just heat of the moment situations which I have no reason not to believe him, then he is not a, like just good in the in, under pressure, like on a team. Cause we've seen him under pressure by himself in one-on-one, but he's not good at following a plan under pressure with a team. But is dial still strong. That's the important thing. What's that? Is dial still going strong. That's oh, the important dude. thing. Just wait till you see, I don't know if you'll like see it actually. Uh, I don't know if I can even say this because it's it's a secret. It's a s- secret present. I got Kyle's Such dad a secret present for Christmas. You're no. assuming quite a lot of influence that Kyle listens to this. <laughs> yeah, I'm not sure he does. Um, yeah, have you, you got Cal anything? Just saying. Yeah, Callum. Yeah, big Callum guy. I made him a whole birthday. Uh, <laughs> whole birthday. You, you love him so much, which you've never done for your any girlfriend, but you've done. For yeah. <laughs> yeah, I did. I did one for West too the other day. I got the same response. Allison well, like, speak, sp- speaking of people you love, um, there was another flashpoint. Josh, your bestie, and Fessy's argument that led to Fessy being removed from the game. What was your opinion on that? There was a great moment where you were like, "Let's just go down to the chamber because I'm not letting TJ decide what's going on." <laughs> oh, you should have seen my ass when they said, uh, "Fessy, you've been deactivated." Everyone starts crying and they're like doing this like slow walk to do a big group hug my ass hit him with a reverse pivot i was fucking down there right away i was ready to go in there and vote and let's get this show on the road uh i i don't know did they they came on the bus the executive producers came on the bus beginning of the season they said it's a zero tolerance policy absolutely cannot assaults anybody in any way can't do it so everyone was properly warned i don't know what the difference between the face mush and the glass throw is mm-hmm. um i'm sure that they looked at it a thousand fucking times it's like a replay on um you know a sporting event yeah i don't know i wasn't VAR. Like, i saw it i saw it super quickly they put it in slow motion and looked at every little detail and had a team of fucking lawyers do that and make it pretty much make a decision is how I envision it to go. It's like, they're like, okay, here's the thing. So I don't know. I don't know. I mean, a lot of the Reddit was saying that it could have had something to do with the fact that after the mush, when the hand got pushed away, it hit a security guard. 
and you know that's a potential lawsuit and all that i can see that being the case um i again i have didn't get a reasoning on it and Mm. i just assume that with this much money on the line and i mean it's not like they like really love josh and they don't like fessy like fessy's Mm. a big part of the show just as much as josh is so i don't think i don't see if that being like a they would have picked sides situation Mm. um I think that was probably just made by a legal team. So I don't know. I really have an opinion on it. Um, another flashpoint. There were a lot of rookies, as you said, that kind of followed what you were all doing. One person that didn't follow suit was Priscilla, who I felt was like a kind of sleeping giant the whole way through, a silent assassin, waiting to do her big power move. What was what was your reaction when she did that power move to switch up the game? I feel like you 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 would have felt a lot of respect for her. I did, but then also uh, I yelled at the top of my lungs, every party has a pooper, and the pooper is you. <laughs> I'm why using did, that. Why did that yeah. not make the edit? I don't know. <laughs> that's don't, gold. Not sure. Yeah, that's a saying here when someone like, you know, wants to leave the bar or whatever. Um, is it a saying you could put on a t-shirt, Devin? Oh, yeah. I don't know if that one's <laughs> mine. I don't know if that one's mine. It is now... Yeah, it could be. Hashtag uh, copyright uh, WDW. Um, uh, big Priscilla guy. She could have, she kind of fucked up though, because that could have been her in that final. Mm-hmm. That, that 100% she could have been in there. Uh, she got Ashley on a memory puzzle with the whole crowd helping her. So if you look at the eliminations after that, moving forward, there's she's got a chance in every one of them uh and if she hadn't have done that we had made a deal with her don't do this leave us alone and mm. you're good like she got the best deal offering that anyone mm. had ever gotten but i think Corey and nelson had gotten in her ear uh about we're just going to tell her to do this and then stab her in the back mm. because at that point Corey was, in fact, he's admitted to this. I'll get to this in a minute, but this blew my mind. He was trying to get people, rookies together, right? Mm. And Priscilla was one of those people. And it, I think he, he went on, I think it maybe was Johnny's podcast. Uh, and it was like, yeah, you know, I started wrangling the rookies because I knew that they uh, were singling me out. But then we're all like, Okay, well, we're singling you out because you're you're wrangling the rookies. So yeah. we had a we had a massive. You're really pick. good. Yeah, we had a and because you're good, we had a massive fucking uh, chicken or the egg situation mm. where it was like, okay, you're admitting to the thing that we were targeting you for, <laughs> but but you're saying you were doing it because we were targeting you. That's not a good excuse. Mm. Like you can why if you like it didn't make any sense. Mm. So, anyways, uh, Priscilla, I think took a little bit of that bait, but. She's somebody that would have been in a very good position in that game because she was making good deals. She was making good friendships. And we, we were in a situation where those teams were going to start shifting around. Um, and once Ruby lost Priscilla, that's when we saw the, the plummet. She would have helped. Ruby would have won if they had Priscilla on their team for one of those missions because they were all really close and a lot of them had to do with numbers, admittedly. And they were outmanned. So if she had been there, we would have had a very different season. And then the other flashpoint, 
Just Amanda being Amanda. <laughs> yeah, Amanda. Um, I mean, I am a big Amanda guy. I've got to say, I I love eighty five percent of her. I her she is fiercely loyal. She's a single mom, fucking nurse. She takes care of her sick dad. Mm. She's she is a really tough person. She doesn't mm. have time for horse shit, uh, but she consistently creates problems uh and then overreacts to the problem that she created Mm. uh and that is i believe what the kids would call nowadays a toxic trait uh i'm not not sure i've turned 30 recently i'm fully aware that i'm just going to be sat in like a chair for the rest of my life drinking wine and i'm 34 so i don't know what the kids say anyway (laughs) Yeah, <laughs> I, I I believe that's a thing. So I love Amanda, eighty five percent of the time. But I do think that she is she can be a little bit mean spirited, uh, and and also she creates problems, and that's not a great combination because uh, she does say like pretty mean shit to people, and I think that she's serious when she says it. So I'd like to just see her move past that. Yeah, move past that <laughs> part of it. Because she doesn't, I know she, and Amanda makes TV. She makes really good TV. Yeah. Amanda is complex enough to not have to do any extra shit. And she is problematic enough to find plenty of genuine fucking problems <laughs> that are going to come her way one way or the other. But she does intentionally, like we call it stirring the pot. I do it all the time. Uh, she does it and she does it a little bit. It's different the way you do it. It seems like hers is a little bit more malicious pot mm-hmm. stirring. Um, and that's how she plays. And she's very good at this game. Uh, I felt I hated voting her in, but uh, that is Amanda. She makes great TV. And you got to take uh, the bad with the good. And mm-hmm. when the good outweighs it, and I think in Amanda's situation, it does for me by a lot. Uh, but I can see where people would get rubbed the wrong way by her. She told Car Maria's horse to die. Yeah. Hilarious to me. I thought that was a funny thing to say to somebody. Uh, if you're joking, but not if you're like really trying, yeah. not if you to, mean it. To tell, uh, you a, to tell you a secret, we tried to get her on this podcast. Um, she very, very politely declined. But the way we tried to get her, we said me and Levi would des- dress up as a horse and the devil. I'm not proud of uh, it. I'm not proud <laughs> We get desperate. It, it didn't. It didn't work. But I thought it was very funny. That, that's a fire offer. To be fair, I'm trying to turn that down. Yeah, but you know, Amanda. I'm. I. I. I got a soft spot in my heart for Amanda. I really yeah. do. Um, something that this season had to have more switches and like blind sides and changes to the format than anything else I've seen. So I imagine eventually you just Who switched it, George, just out of interest? Who switched it? Uh, I think it's I think it's the host, you sarcastic little shit. Um <laughs> who's the host, okay. Devin? Please do it for me. Uh, it's TJ. Oh yeah, okay, there it is. TJ. Yeah, yeah. God, have, a, have some that, vino. That wine's nearly gone. Jesus Christ. Um, so did but the thing we didn't notice until after was that the cutthroat logo was in the puzzle challenge during the Jeremiah and Amber elimination. And um, what did you think of a twist going from pairs to teams again? I haven't even been on team season, have you? I didn't even know that was, is the cutthroat uh, uh, symbol. That's like a toxic waste 
think. Yeah. Yeah. So Cutthroat was the only some season eagle, that had some... three teams, yeah. and the Reddit was all over it. An eagle eyed relative was... found it in six minutes after the episode finished. <laughs> Did they see it on the car spinning challenge? No, it was in the elimination. No, that when was they were, on the car spinning challenge too. Ah, it was it. Oh, and it yeah. was also the thing they were scratching off when they when you did the challenge to become teams. It was it was part of the code mm. uh, that we had to. So there was it was one of the symbols that mm. uh, went to one of the numbers. So ah. they were subtly throwing that in the whole way through. Yeah, fucking eureka moment, <laughs> gentlemen! I'm telling you, investigative journalism. You guys are getting really fucking good at this. <laughs> Uh, what was the question? I'd so watch a show where the three of us solved crimes badly. Oh <laughs> <Hell> yeah. <laughs> uh, basically, the switch from pairs to teams. Like, oh, was that? Were you happy? Were you thrown? You, uh, I don't think you've ever been on a team season. Like, I wasn't happy about it when I had a fucking forty-five minute head lead in the final, and then uh, just it was gone, and we turned into pairs. <laughs> I was stoked about it at that point. So, yeah like i mean but it benefited me at other points so that's another situation where it if you get like irritated or annoyed as a player i understand as a viewer it's different you want to I, I imagine it was probably a little bit difficult to follow um but as a player if you get annoyed by that or thrown off by that you are not gonna fucking ever win a challenge you better be ready to switch your shit up right away which is why you want to have evergreen strategies right mm. use this term in marketing and all sorts of things and, and it means you know able to work in many different settings or periods of time you have that those are the strategies that you need in the challenge they can't be related directly to your partner they can't be related directly to you know your team or whatever you have to have a wider sense you have to have those evergreen fucking strategies or else when those twists come you're fucked and we saw that it does it like it really does that is the kill shot for some people in this game is they're in a good position the next day they aren't and they're not adaptable i think i'm gonna for a segue to levi here you said evergreen do you mean emerald and levi i think you have a question about emerald <laughs> yes <laughs> i do thank you very much george um <laughs> you seem to run the game from day one and then even more so Devin walker you were the de facto leader of the emerald cell and i kind of think back to rivals three you tried to kind of rally up the are you the one team to go at bananas um one of the Dario brothers fucked the whole thing up. Um, and you have always come across as someone who can run this game. So what was it about this season's cast that allowed you to do that? Or was it something about you and like your relationships with them that allowed you to do that this season? This is what happened. As I mentioned with, with Kyle doing, you know, some things and they mm. start to stack up, right? Throughout this season, I people say I'm not a competitor, uh, an athlete, I'm not, um, you know, someone that's gonna pose much of a threat, right? Always take a couple dailies and I never fucking come in last. Mm -hmm. And I think when people see that happening over and over and over again, maybe even subliminally, they start to think like, okay, this kid belongs here. And 
he must be, because we think he sucks physically, he must be making up for that with something else. And that's got to be strategy. So when it comes to time, I think they make that own uh, desertion in their minds. Like, again, potentially subliminally thinking, okay, how is he still here? He must be fucking good at something. And it's not, he doesn't have big muscles. He can't run fast. So that they automatically chalk it up to like, I must be smart and good at strategy, which I think is true. So when I'm on a team like that, I'm also like a pretty natural vocal leader. I played, believe it or not, fucking varsity sports was a division one lacrosse recruit. Like I have an athletic background. Uh, I just drink a lot of fucking beers now, but um, anyways, they see that. And then they kind of feel that like experience that I have leading a team and it's a good idea. And then we win. And once that snowball starts rolling downhill, it's like people will even come to you and ask you, you know, what do you think about this or whatever? And that's when I knew, uh, especially with the Emerald cell, when, when it was kind of like, okay, well, what's, what are we going to do? Right. Tell us, deploy this, the strategy, um, that it was like, all right, we're in a good spot because if I can regularly figure out the most efficient way to do something. And when you've got people, someone to analyze what's the most efficient and then some workhorses and some speed and some critical thinking, that team was just like, it was a, it was the whole package. You just had everything from the, in both the boys and the girls, you had everything for the game. Yeah. And it was, uh, it off anytime, anytime there's large groups of co-ed teams on the, on the challenge, it comes down to the females and, and their performances. Um, because for the most part, most of the guys are going to be able to keep up with the girls to an extent like Tori, Casey, Nani, Emmy, they are faster than me up a, up a hill 100%, but they're not fast enough for me to really slow down a team. Like it's going to be a little bit, but I can keep pace. Um, it's, it's really them versus the other girls on the other teams. And we had, in my opinion, probably three, we had three of the five best. We had the top two for sure. We had three of the five best uh, in this game on one yeah. team. And that, I mean, you get one, two, and you throw Nani in probably in that four or five spot because I, based off of this, performance i think emmy earned that probably three seed um then you go nani in the four or five you put one two and four or five on one team mm. you're kind of fucked and nani's always been good at long distance like free agent she nearly beat laurel mm. she's never ever embarrassed herself on that kind of thing she and her social game well. is our social game is next here so yeah she's a, she was a valuable asset on that team and nani is really good listener and she's got fucking heart and she can go for days uh and if you give her a good good direction right like casey's really good at giving direction i'm pretty good at giving direction um tori can you know like lead people so nani emmanuel and josh kind of just taking those directions with us kind of looking at it and also being able to help yeah it was the perfect storm Speak, speaking of speaking Tory of, uh, leading people, oh, George, I think you've got a great question coming up now. That is actually very, very true. That was also going to be my segue. Levi, we spend too much time together. Um, so, <laughs> and it's great. 
you it is so you you avoid elimination the entire season you then got called out by Emmanuel. you then saw it was a puzzle and then you saw Tori giving him a hand can you talk us through your thought process for the night of eliminations and were you annoyed or yeah so i won yes yes you did thanks to the quickest second puzzle i've ever seen since i was a four-year-old doing jigsaws also a a lot of respect a lot of respect because ct tried to tell you and you said no 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 i'm doing this myself so so much respect to you for that well i really wanted to get uh to the final Hmm. I really wanted to run TJ's final, and I really wanted to be a winner. Yeah, four. Damn it. I mean, that was four. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So yeah, damn it. Uh, <laughs> um, sorry about that. That's uh, quite all right. No, <laughs> you're not, Devin. You're not sorry. <laughs> Any, anyways, yeah, that was that was kind God. of a. Hey, that's better than the full bottle of fucking forty percent you had last time. <laughs> um, Tori doing that was. Hurtful to see it back, but to her credit, uh, she's fully apologized. Not even that. I think it's. I don't think it was necessary in the way. I know she's genuine in her apology. I know that she feels badly about that. I know that Tori is somebody that um, really finds a a strong and fast connection with people. Uh, and that she would say that is one of her best uh, attributes and also something that has caused her problems, right? Because she does, she has fast and strong connections with people. And especially in that setting where you're literally living with the person, mm-hmm. right? All the time, you're with them all the time. That was a difficult position for her to be in. A little bit more difficult than I think it should be. Yes, but I don't have her brain. And so I can't, you know, yeah. make that that i guess uh decision for her in that moment with that being said it's a game i got two options i'm about to go into the final i can let it go or i can dwell on it and let it eat my energy yeah i had to let it go 100 i'm glad that i did uh i trust tori in this game i'm going to continue to trust her i think it was just in my opinion i think that was kind of a fluke and mm. maybe i'm maybe i'll be proven wrong on this I, I hope that I'm not. Maybe I will be, but I don't see a situation like that happening again. And that's that's good to hear. And, and with that win, as you said, you made it to the final. George, have a drink. Um, but before we talk about the final, have another drink. Uh, it's time for the game we always play on this podcast when we have a guest, Word Association. And, uh, this time, we want you to Word Associate the rookies who you removed from the game. Um, so... <laughs> Let's start with the one that you didn't remove from the game, and that is Rookie of the Year, Emmy. What word have you got to describe her? Baby Plum. Oh. Um, the one that you literally removed from the game, Emmanuel. Oh, nice. Um, Dracula. Your beer buddy, Ed? Loud. Ah, I was so hoping when you said L, you were going to say Labrador. It just <laughs> reminds me of a dog. <laughs> what about the only person who can rival JLo's booty? And that would be Huey. It's a Houston. Oh, City Boy. City Boy. 
And uh, one of my favorite things you said in one of your pre-interviews was about um, Huey's got a phenomenal ass. That's a wagon he's dragging. <laughs> yeah, he's dragging a wagon. Absolutely. Yeah. Uh, and the last one, possibly the hottest man to ever be on the challenge, Logan. Logan San Pedro. Not a Logan fan, eh? Joss is hotter. Me and, hotter? Argue, yeah, me, yeah, and you, me, and, me and Levi argue. Yeah, yeah. Me and Levi argue. You've been on a show <laughs> with both of them. Who's hotter, Logan or Joss? I mean, that depends. That they are two. You want to talk about two different guys? Mm. Those are two different fucking guys. What about through the eyes of Devin Walker? <laughs> they would have a. They would have a great time together. Uh, I'm going. I'm going Logan San Pedro. Oh. Yes. The yeah, debate is that. over, George. But it's the thing is, you got to see this guy in action. He's he was the best pool player in the house. He was um, the best chess player in the house. He has a tattoo of a little hook and a little fish around his leg because he caught 130 fish on Survivor. Jesus. So he, okay. Yeah, yeah. To the point where he came in second because ever it's a voting, it's a national yeah. voting thing there. So yeah. everyone voted for the girl because. Um, you know, Logan was he stopped like sharing his food and stuff. So the country like voted for her. Um, but the kid's good at everything. Yeah, he's, he really is, and he's a really nice guy. And uh, he's again somebody that's pretty fucking smart. Yeah. Also, great rookie season. Two elimination wins, couple of dailies. Oh. Like deserves a callback, I think. Really despite him, well. despite him not being that hot. Fuck off, Levi. He, uh, he, <laughs> he eats it too. Like he takes he takes L's on the chin and 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 just keeps pushing forward. And like he's a really he's got a great perspective, real happy guy. Uh and and he just like enjoys life. He's a cool guy. Not yeah. that Josh, not that Josh isn't Josh. Josh isn't, but uh that's a lot of working out and not a lot of drinking <laughs> beers and hanging out, I think. And we know what your priority is. Yeah, I have a question about. I have a question about that later, actually. Um, so, but let's get to the final. Um, oh, drink. Oh, fuck's sake, uh, Levi. I asked a question to save time. Um, yeah, really interesting final because we weren't really told much about it from TJ um, at the beginning. Uh, how did you feel about lining up and it being an individual individual <laughs> final? Did you think that'd be the whole final? And did you think it was a winner takes all final? <laughs> I honestly wasn't even thinking about anything aside from stay adaptable, mm. pace yourself, and you got a fucking chance. I, I firmly believe I had a chance. And again, day one winner, winner. Yeah. Let me break this down for you guys, okay? We're individual, right? Okay? We go. We do our individual portion of the final. I have a... 45 minute lead on CT. I have an hour lead on everybody else. I probably have an hour and a half lead on uh, Nelson and Kyle. They were at that puzzle forever. <laughs> okay. I was sitting there. The next closest was CT at a minimum. I'm going to bring it down at a minimum half hour. Mm. Then we're on the same team. Mm. So my time is not getting any worse than his at that point. We, and we beat the other team. So I've extended my lead from everybody on that team and I've kept the identical lead that I had to everybody on my team, which again, after drastically dragging it down is a half hour on the next closest person. Then we go to pairs and that gets thrown out the fucking window and I come in third by eight minutes. 
So yes, I would slow up that fucking mountain, but I wasn't slower up the mountain than the time I made up in the puzzle. That's what I'm fucking saying. So if it had been a cumulative time, uh, winner, winner, winner. So we'll go with honorary winner like Hamilton against Verstappen. Um, that's not going to translate to many people. The Okay, my one of my favourite moments of shithousery through the entire season was you telling everyone it was a purge when they were still working on puzzle because you're a complete bastard. But Love do you it. think is that why you were... That is that's, classic <laughs> Devon Walker. Yeah, do you think that's... I, there's not much for you to say about this, but just how did that pop into your head and what were you were hoping to achieve? Well, first of all, I was fucking hot because there was, no, there was no shit. And I'd been there for 30 fucking minutes. <laughs> so I just started yelling random shit. Um, <laughs> for, for the, I mean, I was saying some wild shit. Uh, but yeah, I mean, I was standing there on that platform gets, getting roasted. And I'm like, we got to, you know, move this along. I did a whole, I legitimately did an entire photo shoot in my mind on that platform. I was changing poses. I was out there killing time. Um, but that was, yeah, I, somebody, I forget who said that, uh, but I saw it. It was like Devin was yelling at the bird from the podium. And I can assure you that is accurate. Speaking of purges, though, there was a purge because obviously the losing team, because Nelson can't do geometry, um, was, you know, Nelson, Kyle, Casey and uh, Nanny so they had to then go against each other in elimination first of all did you think Carl would beat Nelson and second of all how emotional was the Nanny and Casey elimination because one of the things that we really liked was the way that they portrayed Nanny and Casey's relationship and they did it in such a you know respectful way um, and they genuinely seem to like love each other it's really nice uh, yeah, they. I. I'm a big. What are, are we calling them? Uh, Nacy or Connie? I like Nacy. Nacy sounds nice. Connie sounds like something I'd find on my foot. Um, if I'd been tracking barefoot for ages. <laughs> All right, we'll go. We'll go Nacy then. Yeah, I'm big Nacy guy. Think they're great. Uh, and I can, from my lens, authentic relationship. Uh, and they do really love each other and I'm, I was glad to see that come through as well I I mean you saw my reaction I told Dave to wrap it up I said what do you, you can't cry you're gonna mm. you're like you gotta save your energy that's honestly how I feel in those moments is this is sad I understand that like just when Fessy left and everyone was sad no finish I gotta finish the fucking drill here so this is the game we play I don't want to say that I'm numb to it at this point, but also like I definitely recognize that it is a game and we knew, we knew that was coming. We knew. So like if it sucks because when it's a lose, lose, and it's like, no matter who wins someone that I played this entire game with who's had my back this whole time is going home. It's like the immediate sadness kicks in. But then once it, no matter who it is, I would have felt the same way, which was, we got to get this done. I want to win and I don't want to sit here and feel sad. So uh, I felt sad last night watching it back, but in that moment, tunnel vision. Yeah. Mm. It's the mind of a winner. Or a, <laughs> sorry, firstly. Or a, um, or a double, you, double bronze medalist. <laughs> <yeah>. <laughs> but you mentioned it came down to the pair game and 
So something that we've said a lot throughout this season is we can't understand why no one threw CT in just because your odds against him in the final are terrible. Was there that for you? That, that's what I want to know. So take it. Can you, can you just explain why you didn't, was it the format? Was it just friendship? So you are looking at the reason. You, yeah. you protected him. I didn't CT protected himself, but uh, I protected the veteran Alliance. And the first person that would have been shot at, I protected the veteran Alliance to protect me because once everybody starts fucking taking pop shots, I become collateral damage Mm. because someone goes down there or someone's friend is going down there and they want to give them the best chance of winning and they fucking pick me. And now I'm down there and I have to either a shock the world, which I do literally 80% of the time or B fucking lose and go home. So that's not, I don't like those odds. I like a hundred percent safety odds. And 100% safety odds were veteran alliance. So when all these conversations are happening about target CT, target CT, target CT, I'm thinking, absolutely not. He's going to win dailies. If we're loyal to him, he's going to be loyal to us. He's worth more than he... He is a grounding figure in this game. Mm. With, with him, the veterans keep winning. We keep doing well. And then the format switches. What are we going to... We're going to put him in in a call-out situation. Yeah. We're going to send him in as the house. We're going to let him look at the fucking game. We're going to let him pick who he wants, which at one point was Logan with a bum leg for about three weeks. That's a big reason why nobody took a shot because everybody knew that that would be a call-out. And Logan at 60%, there's nothing he's beating him in. He's not beating him in a puzzle. He's not beating him in anything physical. He's not beating him in the thing they did. He did with uh, Corey, so that would have been a someone that we're working with goes home because CT calls him out, and B CT comes back. He's pissed off. He is experienced in this game. He wins again, and then we're fucked. And so it would have had to. We could have done it, but we would have. It was calculated risk for me. Yeah, and call it delusional. Call it whatever you want. I firmly believe I could beat CT in a final. If the partners, if we don't switch to partners at the very last stage, I have a half hour lead. Mm. If that's just no partners go up, come down and the uh, community, community, whatever. I can't talk. Cumulative. Uh, Cumulative. The time stays running. <laughs> I win by 15 minutes at a, yeah. at a minimum. And then you would have the option on whether to split the money with second and third. CT gave you 100K. Well, he gave you and Emmy 100K. He gave Kyle and Tori 100K, which I thought was amazing and lovely to see. And we saw all your reactions. And I always love when a final ends on a positive note. Um, Truth, Devin, if you'd have won, how would the million have been split? Tori and Kyle get 100. um, Maybe maybe 125. Mm. Uh, Casey and CT get 50 or 75. Reason reason being, um, I hadn't watched I hadn't watched the season, mm. so at the I'm in my head already I had known what I was going to do. And Kyle's my number one, absolutely no doubt has helped me in this game in several different ways. Uh, Tori my number one, so then Casey and CT 
on that lower uh, tier of directly impacting me in this game. So I thought at that time, uh, watching it back, CT helped me a lot. In Casey, uh, helped me a lot. They're probably all even there. But at that time, I would have done it that way. I don't really care. Like, I don't need to have a lot of money. Yeah. I really beer's, don't. Beer's not that expensive. Yeah, I really don't need to have a lot of money. I do pretty good, like, just kind of chilling. So um, I'd have split it up for sure. I like the way your brain works with that. And one thing that your brain is needed for, because it wasn't on this season. I was so upset. It was a trivia challenge. And obviously, George needs a drink. I get so- fucked, Levi. It's my turn. Um, because we don't have long left, this is going to be one question and one question only for trivia. Wait, hold on. How did this turn on me? Uh, I, I'm wearing a, I, I've drunk a bottle of wine and I'm wearing a shiny jacket. Okay. This was Vodka Diet happen. Coke. This is my fifth one. I'm going to open uh, it so you know it's new. Yeah. I'll down because it if I get it wrong. I have or if six, Devin gets it right. I have six questions here and I'm really hoping I'm picking the most biased one to Devin. Devin, I've seen a photo of you at a Red Sox game recently. Are you a Red Sox fan? Yes. Brilliant. Some kind of um, yeah, get fucked, Levi. When did, uh, when did the Red Sox last win the World Series? When did they last win? 1976. No. No, no, no. Uh, I always fuck up the date. I know when it was, but I always fuck up the dates. All you have to do is be closer than Levi. <laughs> oh, no, I got to get it right. Okay. I think it was. Yes, you do. I think it was 2017. Ooh, that is not what I have. I'm going to double check so it's not rude. <laughs> what do you have? I have 2004. Oh, no, they, they definitely won since 2004. Oh. No doubt. Oh, no, sorry. Yeah, 2018. 2018, uh, fuck. So, so you know what? Devin, I'll take the hit. <laughs> yeah, because Jackie Bradley Jr. And, and Mookie were all on that team. I should have known that, 18. So- I was I was between 18 and 17. There's a very nice photo of you that made its way to the Reddit of, um, oh my God, it's actually still, that's not even Finished. a surprise. I was joking. You and a fan on the Red Sox, uh, watching a Red Sox game. That's how I knew you were a fan of it. And that's how I decided, have you next that already? Yeah, that was, uh, that was impressive. That was quite good, uh, actually. That was on Marathon Monday too. And at that moment in that game, it was in the ninth inning. I believe there was one out and two on. And in the next play, the uh, guy hit a walk-off. So they won. Nice. And that was in the ALCS, or excuse me, ALDS, uh, games they never thought it could have won. It was the most fun I've ever had at a sporting event. It was an incredible game. Great fun. So before that last drink fully kicks in. <laughs> That's going out your eye. Sorry. That was animalistic. <laughs> um, I think the only thing we can say is Devin – it's always a pleasure with our new tradition of a uh, Devon Walker podcast every season. We loved having you on. It's been great to chat to you. Um, you're going to be on next season? It's hard to say. If they call, I'm there. Well, awesome. we, we hope I don't have a will. ton on my calendar. So <laughs> <laughs> I'm in. <laughs> and where can people follow you on your socials? Uh, MTV Devin Walker on Instagram, MTV underscore, I don't know. MTV Devin on, I don't fucking know. Just Google search Devin Walker. You'll figure it out. Yeah. And buy the t-shirt. So at where Devin Walker, which yeah, I'm going to make a couple new ones. Yeah. Which if you're in the UK will be available soon through me and Levi. Um, 2022. (laughs) Oh, by the way, I'll tell you my new shirt design. 
Go it's on. just a shirt, and on it it says zero five one two one zero one six one zero zero two one zero one four zero six two one. So you can get that shirt if I'll, you want. I'll be honest, because we we got distracted by how entertaining the first half of this interview was. We wanted to talk about the final more. Awesome work on the entire last yeah. memorization thing. That was a very nice little like whacking a dick out moment. <laughs> I feel like he gave me the hundred grand just for that. Yeah. If I had done, if I had won, so the, our strategy, I'll, I got like two more minutes, and then I guess you're a, you're a lovely man. <laughs> um, so if I had won, and the, our strategy there was, we're not beating them in a foot race. Make sure we got the fucking code right. What they didn't show is that you were only allowed to type that code in three times. Oh, you got it wrong after three times. Your ass had to go fucking back. Oh, shit. You only got you only got three checks. So, Casey and CT, I believe, got it on the third check. And then after after there was al- already a winner, I don't know if there was still the three mm-hmm. rule or not. Um, I think I think. Kyle and Tori got it inside of that, but I'm not, I wasn't there, so I don't know. Our, our strategy was if they both fucked us up, we win. Yeah. I was thinking that when I watched it. Work smarter, not harder. And if they, like, there's a chance with 10 digits apiece, someone fucks it up. Mm-hmm. Like, there's a, there's a decent chance there. I was actually surprised that both teams got it straight away. Yeah. How long was the climb up and the climb down? It was probably a round trip to 90 minutes. Oh, jeez. Hour, hour up, hour 10 up, 20 down. Because mm-hmm. you were moving on your way down. But it was steep, so it was mm-hmm. hard to climb. Uh, and it was really fucking hot. And we had slept for two hours in that cave. Mm-hmm. So it was, it was tough. Uh, and pooped in there. Yeah, and we took shits in there too. <laughs> you realize that original question wasn't in the recorded part. It was that last one I downed. It's really messed me up. <laughs> oh, that, yeah, no, that's yeah. for everyone. Yeah. yeah. No context shit chat is actually, fuck it. No, you don't want to know. <laughs> yeah. yeah, you don't want to know what happened. Uh, but yeah, that was, that was it. That was, the, uh, that was the moment we were waiting for. And had I done it, I had already planned it out in my mind. It was going to be a full nude walk-up. Yes. It was going to be a 150% full million-dollar birthday suit walk-up straight to that fucking thing. No doubt. See you later, microphone. (laughs) Bye-bye, compressions. Your boy's going to get this fucking diamond ass nude. (laughs) That's a promise. Was going to do it. So it would have been epic if I had dropped a fucking 20-piece on him. And then got and then fully naked yeah. and open the door. The main <laughs> thing I've learned about you from two interviews that we never see on TV is how much you love getting naked. <laughs> I really like to light it up. <laughs> well, do you know what, Devin? Light it into bananas. <laughs> a, I'm uh, finish on in a classic. <laughs> and a, um, a fantastic season, Devin. Third place, but let's be honest, number one in our hearts. There, there's only one <laughs> thing for you to do next season, and that is improve and hit that first place and speak of improvement last season you gave us a 92 for the podcast did we improve what was an 89 uh, i'm trying to bump us up george all oh, right liar 
I was going to say, I rarely give a 92, but you just yeah. got one today. Well, got, Devin, you did, you did get an A minus. That the questions were phenomenal. The trans, can we talk about the transitions for a minute? Hello, <laughs> segways um, are all segways yeah. are all favorite things. <laughs> Unbelievable. So well done, gentlemen. Pleasure to be here. Um, thanks for having me. Thanks to everybody on Reddit, um, and congratulations on literally nothing ever getting through the web of Reddit undetected. <laughs> congratulations to. to you know, the investigators out there that put the pieces of, of the puzzle together that I don't even pick up on. Cutthroat <laughs> thing, mind blown. I have no fucking idea. <laughs> um, three very special people helped us keep this podcast going this season. Can you wish um, Brian, Ryan, Lauren um, a Merry Christmas, if that's okay? Brian. Ryan, Lauren, have a Merry Christmas. Let's go, baby! Let's go. Now, Devin, you gave us a 92, but for this season, we give you a 100. We give you an A+. Thank you so much for entertaining us all season. And fingers crossed, Devin Walker is on the next season. Thank you for joining us, and we'll see you again next season. You will, gentlemen. Thanks a lot. I appreciate it. Woo! Take care. Let's go! Let's go! (laughs) Devin, what an absolute legend. And all I've got to say... Thank you to Devin Walker. But most of all, to be honest, George, thank you to you because with everything that's happened with me recently, you've held this together. I know I keep saying it. Thank you to Brian. Thank you to Ryan. Thank you to Lauren. Thank you to everyone who's been on this podcast this season. This is our 50th episode. This is the last episode of the season. Big heart there for those of you that are watching. It's really hard to do. Yours is a circle. (laughs) Um, But yeah, George, thank you so much. It's been great coming back this week. I kind of felt like I was ready to do it for the final. It was kind of a milestone I was going for. Um, It's great to see you again. Always a pleasure. Um, Also, happy 50th anniversary, buddy. Stop it, you flirt. That's that's gold. If you combine all of my friends' relationships, doesn't get close to that. Well, George, as, as I keep saying, it's... It's been amazing doing this podcast with you. It was amazing to have Devon on today. It's been an amazing season. It was an amazing final. Next week, everyone except for me gets to look forward to the reunion because uh, I hate the reunion episode. Um, but yeah, thank you so much for staying with us this season, listeners, because it's been a difficult one for us and you've just kept us going. So thank you so much. And uh, George, anything for you to say? Nah, Merry Christmas, fuckers. That that wine's gone straight to my head. Have a lovely evening. I'm going to bed. (laughs) Merry Christmas. Happy New Year. Always. I know we're in the the off-season, but Challenge All-Stars is on Paramount+. Plus. Continue the conversation over on Reddit. If you want to chat to us, it's at Challenge React over on Instagram. And um, lovely to have you back, back, Levi. That's the main important thing. Lovely to be back. And um, I'm not going to be leaving you with a preview of next week's episode. All I'm going to say is thank you for listening and we'll see you next season.